welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm so excited because I have one of my dear friends here with us today, Stacy Lane Clint Daniel. And I love that last name. I think that's really cool. So Stacy is our, our mastermind of memes. She's the, the queen of creatives around Seven Sisters. So if you've seen anything on Instagram or the Facebook page or group, Stacy has created that. And I always look at it and go like, oh man, I wish I could do that. So anyway, Stacy, say hey, and tell a little bit about your homeschool journey. So you've got a unique story. I do have a unique story. And yes, I am always the one on the social media. If anybody ever wonders, I always joke, I'm the favorite sister. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so my, so my husband and I, we have seven children together that are an age range from three-year-old to 30. And so, but most of them all being adults. Mm-hmm. So we're, there's six children. We're trying to establish adult relationships with at any mm-hmm. given moment. And that just gives us Lots of practice mm-hmm. and lots of chances to, you know, figure things out as we move forward in all of this. And, and I'm learning because I've mm-hmm. also learned that not only are the children changing, I have to change. We mm-hmm. have to change in our parenting and our response to them. So some days are good and some days are interesting and <laughs> some, some days, days we're learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. it's, that's a great segue because we wanted to talk about, because we've had people ask us questions like, what do you do when the kids are grown? Because you never quit being a mom. So, no. you know, my, my oldest is uh, 40 and, uh, <laughs> and my youngest is 26, I think. I get them all mixed up, but anyway, um, so I've, I've been, you know, out of the active homeschool and into, um, being a parent of adults and, uh, that's crazy. And then you are easing into that process in various levels. So we thought, you know what, we've been through this, the hard knock way. We should share some of our tips. Yes, because my favorite memes, as we were talking about them, is, you know, what to expect when you're ejecting, you know, that whole what to expect <laughs> series we all read when they were babies and toddlers and first graders. So that one always just cracks me up. That's and, crazy. Okay. <laughs> I know. And I've, and I've boiled it down to one word, change. What to expect yes. when you're ejecting? It's all about change. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to maneuver all those waters. <laughs> so you got right now, you've got a senior in high school, a, right? A senior, a senior in high school. And then you've yes. got, uh, uh, so then there'd be my 20 year old, my 22 year old, my 25 year old, 27 year old and 30 year old and a three year old. Yes. And a three year old. Well, I mean, she's, you know, the bonus, the yeah. bonus fun. <laughs> we like to call her. So everybody yeah. loves her. She does no wrong. Um, All right. And so if we're, if we talk about change, so we are, that, that is the whole thing is our, especially for me, one of the things that has been hard for me is um, the, the change of being the, the mom who rescues and protects. And so to, to be able to let their grownups be grownups and make their own mistakes or ask their own questions, the kind of questions they want to ask, that kind of thing is a big 
change for me. How about for you? What, what would you? I I'm working on that. So even just, I don't know, last week, my, my senior who's just started to drive on his own calls me. He's like, I have a flat tire. Mm. Now I'm like, Oh my gosh, are you in his, my first question is, are you safe? You know, like, uh-huh. I don't know where you pulled over. I don't know where you're at. You have a flat tire. I'm just like, have you pulled over safely? Have you do, you know, and I've got him on speakerphone. Cause like, of course, <laughs> you know, you can track him these days. So I'm like, and my husband just comes in. He's like, son, remember the Jack? And he starts, he's saying these things over my shoulder. And I'm like, what, we're not going to him. Like my first, like, I need to be in the car. I need to be driving to him because even if he can change it, I'm sure I need to like stop traffic or there's something I need to do to keep this child safe, you know? And he's like, no, we're not going. And I'm, and as much as I have confidence that my son can change this tire, I still want, I, I was throwing a toddler fit. Like I hung up the phone with my son. Cause my husband's like, call us in 15 minutes. If there's any problem but you've got this, we'll see you home. And I'm just like standing in my kitchen, (laughs) having a meltdown. (laughs) So you, you were, you were doing healthy detachment, but it was at great cost to your soul. It it was. And then I had, and then of course I had to calm down and my son comes home and he's funny. He's like, mom, you were really like, I was like, (laughs) I knew you had it, but you have to realize the anxiety that mom is going through too. Like I'm going to acknowledge your growth and can you acknowledge a little bit of mine so that we can <laughs> realize I'm trying <laughs> to cut the apron strings and, and let you go. And uh. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's imagine some of our seventh sisters are, are graduating their first kid who's going off into the workforce or off to college. And so they are no longer the kid. So, and she comes to you, our seventh sister, Sally, and she says, Stacy, what, how do I do this? So what are some suggestions you would give her? Uh, Two things. And it really depends on if they're like going to college and coming back or if they're moving out, like there's some Mm -hmm. different, because there's not really any one scenario that happens when, when, when they graduate. Um, the first thing I did with my oldest was after he was gone for a while, we established a once a week time for him to call. Mm-hmm. I was like, cause I just came to him. I was like, look, I, you're not in the house. I'm not getting these touch points. I don't know what's going on. If you could just check in with me once a week, mm-hmm. like I'm good with everything else. I mean, not mm-hmm. to say that he wouldn't call for other things, but I, I knew Tuesday at four, he was going to call and I could adjust my schedule. And I could, you know, just touch base with him. And she made for an me, appointment. We made an appointment that worked for us. You know, mm-hmm. I've had other children who just are always talking to me anyways. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, but if you have that one, that mm-hmm. was a good thing. And then the other thing I always, when they were coming back. So if they've been mm-hmm. off to college and they were coming back to the home, I always, before they came back, sat down and said, let's just review expectations. You know, Mm -hmm. you've been on your own, you've been doing X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. but when you come home, there's things need to either look the same or here's what I'm expecting you to do to contribute to the family, or please, you know, I can't have you staying out till 2am, even though I know you can't, you know, like whatever it is that you need for your home. I mean, it got to the point by the time he was a senior, he's like, are we having that talk again? And I was like, (laughs) yes, I want to make sure. 
Well, they have clear expectations because it's yep. so different when they, especially college students who come and go and um, they're, yeah, they're being they all these grown up things out there at college and they come home and they've got younger siblings that are watching. Yeah. And it's like, and I can't, you know, we're sleeping. We live in a small house. You coming in at 2 a.m. The dogs bark. Everybody's awake. Doesn't really work Mm -hmm. like it does at college (laughs) (laughs) or wherever. So, yeah, to me, I think those were the two biggest things that I've been able to say. Yes, those were good. Mm -hmm. And I've enjoyed, you know, like I know when my youngest son, if he does join in the military or whatever, like it's going to look different. However, that's one thing. Each kid has to look different there's no formula I can follow that guarantees me that okay see that's the hard part is you know we homeschool moms have been homeschooling our kids you know with like as if we can control the outcome like I homeschool my kids they graduate they live happily ever after that's my rule yeah yeah the universe doesn't follow my rules and it's really irritating uh but to know like each one is different and just because they graduated doesn't mean the world is just perfect the rest of their lives. Right. So just like with the tire thing, you know, you stayed home and didn't run into rescue. How do you handle when they've got the, the stressors, you know, you, you, you hear about the, the helicopter moms and the heavy equipment moms who snowplow in front of their kids, like, how do you handle when your kids have stressors going on in their lives? It is hard. I've mm-hmm. had to learn to really be quiet, mm-hmm. which is difficult. Cause I like here, I want to give you all the advice. I'm going to give you everything you can to be successful. <laughs> and now I have to be quiet. And then I have to allow that awkward silence to mm-hmm. be okay. Mm-hmm. While I wait for them to process and either ask for help or do what they want to do. And which means I'm probably going to cry because I know the consequences of this decision because I have the life experience and it's Mm -hmm. just like, but I'm not their Holy spirit. And I've got to let them learn this. And so I feel like, Oh, it's, it's, it's just hard. And I don't know that. I think then I find that I have to share with other moms. So when I'm, when that happens Mm -hmm. and I can be vulnerable with my friends, I'll get the Oh, me too. Like the moment I'm open, I get the me too. And then I can find someone I can share with that's something similar and find some encouragement or someone I can text to like, I can't believe they're doing it. You know what I mean? And just kind of vent it a little differently. Mm. Yeah. Well, to have a safe processing friend with who's not a gossip or something like that, but understands where you are because we moms need support systems and we need it when the kids are growing up and we need it even more, I think, as they're grown and we cannot make the world okay for them. And we cannot make them make the decisions we think they should make. And I've learned not to take it personally. Like Mm. I've had to be able to take a step back and go, okay, this decision, I can't, it wasn't like they were doing it to go against me or to make it per- like this was their mm-hmm. decision and they had to make it and they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, have to walk through that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's tough. So sometimes I've had to learn. Um, usually they say, don't ignore the elephant in the room is mm-hmm. like the, and I'm like, no, sometimes you need to ignore the elephant in the room. Sometimes I need to just put it over there and find one thing that we can share together or connect on so mm-hmm. that we can still have a relationship 
despite whatever this ugly thing over here is. So yeah, sometimes I ignore the elephant. <gasps> yeah, well, there's elephants that shouldn't be ignored. But you know what, there's a right. lot of a lot of little elephants that just don't need to be paid attention to. And uh, to, to pray and know the difference, <laughs> like the serenity right. prayer, you know, you change what you can and you let go of what you can't change and ask God to give you the wisdom to know the difference. Yes. So, yeah. so when, when your kids are, they, they come to you and they're telling you about like, this is going on, this is my stress. I'm worried about this. And you listen but you don't fix, right? Is that, that what I hear you say? Well, in the beginning, when I, um, when they would contact me, I would just immediately start in with like how I would handle it, blah, 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 blah. And then my son, because there wasn't a big separation from him adulting and all this, mm. felt like I was still telling him what to do. Uh-huh. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just mm-hmm. saying... X, Y, or Z, and you still get to make the choice, but because we hadn't had that distance yet, he was very much up in arms. You're telling me what to do. No, 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 really, I'm not. So I've learned that if I can take, you know, listen more and not Mm -hmm. be so quick to even offer my advice, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's, it's beneficial for our relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just takes so much wisdom. I'm, I'm sitting here running through scenarios in my head and thinking about all the gazillion times where I could listen. And then all the gazillion times that I know I could hear my kid's voice saying, she's always telling me something. <laughs> so I, I think it's really hard to, to grow out of the wise advisor who makes sure their kids have all the information they need. Which is funny because you're like, people come to me all the time and ask me for this. And you're like, no, I don't want it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. It is definitely complicated. It is. It is. It is very complicated. And I know, and I have a lot of friends who are struggling with different scenarios and just different things that's going on in the world. And I'm just like, oh, you know, how can I stand in that awkward silence for them? How can I, mm-hmm. you know, help them understand? And I mean, there's a reason why there's the prodigal son in the Bible. You know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd really wish they would have told me what the guy did the whole time while he was waiting for the son to come <laughs> back. Cause I'm like, I bet that would be great wisdom. You know, like how mm-hmm. do I wait mm-hmm. in this pain while this other is going on? And yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, just because we homeschooled, or did the best we could parenting doesn't mean we can guarantee the outcomes. And some, some kids go through a, a prodigal phase very long or very short, just according and to keep, keep praying and stay away from shame. I think is one thing that I would encourage, like the moms I have worked with who had some really long prodigals. Yeah, yeah, just kept going on um, yep. for for them to be open to what God is doing in their own lives while they're interceding for their kid. And rather than get ulcers about their kid or go around trying to rescue or fix that kid, but to be working on themselves and to keep interceding. It's funny because as I've been doing research and different things, it's like there's a lot of podcasts on like empty nesting, which Mm -hmm. is all focused on like what I'm supposed to do. 
but not a whole lot on like, well, how do you parent these young adults? How do mm-hmm. you contain these, you know, new relationships where, you know, cause I mean, cause I think part of it is just homeschool moms. We were, we had a lot of face yep. time. We yep. had a lot, a lot of togetherness and that's a like to go from, as I say, I always say from hero to zero, I was like everything <laughs> and now I'm nothing. And that's wow, a good meme, Stacy. <laughs> I know. It's like, wow, that's a lot to to take in mm-hmm. and and deal with. So, I mean, there's some nights where I'm like, my heart will just physically hurt because I'm like, it's quiet. I mean, obviously the three-year-old's a little noisy, but that's just a different situation that not everybody gets. But it's just like my house used to be really loud. Like all yes. them teens, like it was loud and yes. and now it's kind of quiet and you're yes. like, oh, it's just it's, it's a change and I'm trying to embrace it as, you know, best I can with love and grace, which is what I hope I can give my children. I know the, uh, one of the hardest talk about practical things, the quiet house is learning how to cook for just a couple people. Like, Oh my goodness. I might like, like, so I I decided to reframe it as I batch cook. Cause I don't, I've been cooking for a large family for a long time. So I end up with this, like, who's going to eat all this stuff. So I throw the rest in the freezer, but that's been like the whole neural rewiring when all of a sudden the house gets quiet. I, I do firmly believe, and I have a sign in my kitchen that says, if you feed them, they will come. <laughs> so every Monday night they come to my house for dinner. My husband thinks I'm crazy. Cause I, I cook all this food. I, I do everything. I cook it, clean mm. it, plan it. Like I just want them all to come gather around the table to have that touch point, you know, but it's funny how, if you feed them and go, Hey, I got this food. Like they're like, Oh, cool. And they show up. And so, well, okay, so <laughs> this is what I, when I was a young mom, I had this picture. Um, and this is my mother-in-law's fault because every Sunday after church, everybody, no matter where they lived in the area, would come over and have dinner at her house. So, you know, Sunday afternoon is this long family dinner. And I, I loved that, you know, sitting around the Mm -hmm. table and telling stories and the kids are running around making messes. And it it was very precious to me. So I told my, all my kids when they graduated, they could go live anywhere they wanted. As long as it was right across the street. And I know that hasn't worked well. For not you. one of them. Not, not, not one. And then, then I realized after a while too, I'm really not a very good cook. And so they, you know, they, we, we don't get together for meals as much as um, to play music is they, their dad all taught them different things to, to play and they're kind of musical. So they'll get together and play music or just hang out some, but but then well, the ones you that found, live, you found the thing for your family. So, <laughs> yeah, except for the ones that live, you know, whole states away. And then oh. we get to see them when the pandemic allows. So yeah. these are, these are the hard parts, but you, you stay in touch best you can. So we, we, they like to text. So we have a they do. family, family text things that go on. And well, it's on in our, in our family is cacao instead of text so it's a, a korean family text thing so we oh, all okay. have it's an app so anyway oh, all right <laughs> so our seventh sister sally what else would you suggest for her 
I don't know. What else does she we got, need? We, we, got, we got through your, your list. I, I, the big things to me is to deal with not being able to rescue or should not rescue, you know, well, to and, be the and, listener. And control Zilla, which I suffer greatly <laughs> from. I don't know if you've heard the, that's my, one of my new terms. I am such a control Zilla. Like I want to control everything and yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, really, that's my issue. <laughs> right. Not the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed as a, as a counselor over the years um, is that we all have our rules for the universe and uh, you know, they, they usually are not very, you know, you can't make them happen. So my rule for the universe is everybody I care about should be okay all the time. And I explain that to God on a regular basis and say, listen, if you'll just take my advice, you know, mm-hmm. everything will be better. <laughs> and to be able to let go of that rule and to just stay as the prayer person, unless they come to you and ask for advice or help. And when they do, yeah. then you, you try to pay attention to how much they want. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting because my youngest edits these podcasts. So oh, no. I'm wondering, you know, you go like, yeah, mom, listen to you. Um, but anyway, this take your I, own I advice, try. mom. Remember you said that. You're like, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, you know, we're good at, we are good at that. And I just think part of that too, is like, you know, for the kids to know that, cause my one, my one child was like, wow, I didn't realize how, how hard adulting was. I'm like, you lived in my house 18 years and you didn't realize how hard it was. Mom, you make it look so easy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? How many meltdowns <laughs> did I have in the kitchen on a, you know, fairly regular basis? Mm. <laughs> and you still interpreted all that as adulting was going to be easy and fun. Like, okay. <laughs> so the, the allowing them to discover these things, the hard things and the good things about adulting and, uh, and to be with them when they want us. And then to yeah. let them do it on their own when they, when they want to, or need to. Yeah. And it could ebb and flow and change mm-hmm. as, as they change too. You know what I mean? Cause now mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, well, this was okay. And now, now it's not okay. And it's just, sometimes yeah. it's just like, oh, I just need a memo. If we're going to mm-hmm. change, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not always good on picking up on them. And so, yeah. you know, just establishing those adult relationships and cause yeah. you know, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a mother-in-law soon. Like there's yes. a hat. I was like, I just texted my um, daughter's fiance, you're going to make me a mother-in-law. Oh my gosh. You know, like <laughs> you always hear the mother-in-law jokes and now I'm going to be one. And I yeah. have to think about this, you know, <laughs> I tell you, I, I love being a mother-in-law. I think it's so much um, like you get to create, like, I'm going to be the nice mother-in-law, you know, because I actually like my kids' choices of spouses. And so to set about on purpose, I want to make sure that I'm the kind of mother-in-law that they don't dread. And so I've kind of made up my mind on that. I almost want to say, even if I didn't like their choices, I would still do all I can to establish a relationship because- I always feel, I always want to choose relationship first. I want to choose love and I want to choose relationship first. And I will do my best for those two things to coexist together. 
That sounds I mean, I like another to, meme. I probably should say in case my daughter and I'm listening to this. Yes, I love her choice. <laughs> I do love him. But if for some reason I didn't, I would mm-hmm. still choose to love him because she uh-huh. does. You know what I mean? And so, because yeah. I know for some moms, that's hard when they make yeah. the choice that's yeah. not who they thought, you know, your child should be with. And I mean, and there's heavy topics I know we haven't even touched on. I mean, because, you know, I've had a child who's been suicidal and we've mm-hmm. had different big things where that, I mean, that's a totally different way to handle things. And yeah. I know, yeah. And mm-hmm. I have moms whose children are, you know, in this day and age, not, now they're non-binary. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I didn't have those things growing up. So that's this whole walking through really difficult, hard stuff that, I mean, we just can't sit down with every sister and hold their hand through it. I mean, mm-hmm. if they reach out to us, obviously we can pray for them and try to do something. But I mean, it's just, you're running the, like I said, I think in, in the parenting, it's you got minor issues you deal with and you have the major ones. Right, it's, right. It's just so hard in a podcast to, you know, address. Yeah. yeah. And to know, to know, like when a, when a child has suicidal events, you know, sometimes life gets really hard. And there is help, you know, and you can't yes. ignore those. And so I remember in that time, you know, the, that, hard, that the you... hardest and best email I got was his cry for help. And it was like, oh my gosh, my heart broke in the same moment. But at the same moment, I knew mm-hmm. he was asking for me to rescue, to mm-hmm. come in and provide him or help him find services because he knew he wasn't in a good mm-hmm. spot. So that, that is the case where I rescuing in, in a loose term did need to happen right. and that's, for his safety. Yeah. That's, that's, safety. yeah. So in, in that case, it's not rescuing it's, is first aid. It's doing what you yeah. have to do, it, but there are, so you can get help. Yeah. Yeah. And then parents who have, have their adult kids who are making choices or going through struggles or identity things um, is just like you said, the relationship, 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 that I have never known anybody who worked through that process with their kid um, healthily by fixing them, by telling them, you, you know, you're making God mad. You're making me ashamed that that doesn't fix. But if you remember that God is a God of love and you keep praying and let God handle it <laughs> so, and see what he does. So, you know, you imagine how, how Jesus handled people that he might not have agreed with their lifestyle, unless they were Pharisees. He did a lot of grace and you know, he, he trusted the ability of God's love to, to change people. So anyway, so yeah, yeah. That'll Mm -hmm. be a whole nother podcast when we Mm -hmm. go into why does society say I'm a good parent if my children do good? Yes. You you know what I mean? Like, Oh no, I provided a foundation and what they built was their choice. But where does that separation comes into? Cause I've had a lot of people be like, Oh, you must be a good mom. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. And that's that, that is, that is a really big problem. You know, like if our kids make choices that we don't agree with, then we must be a bad mom. Or if our kids yeah. do well, then it's because we were such good moms. And it's like, we're not in charge of the outcomes, you know, no. the, that, that was it, you know, like, Paul planted and Apollos watered or vice versa. And, you know, God's the one that's doing the work and we have to trust him with that process. So yeah, we've got whole other episodes we need to do. All right. So Stacy, any place you want to send people to connect with you, 
like your Instagram or yeah, that you're working on a, a prayer guide right now. Like anything you want to give people heads up? I really think the seven sisters Facebook group is a great place. They could always jump into mm-hmm. since I'm going to assume they already like us seven sisters. That's yeah. why they're here. So jump in there and we can connect that way. Cause that's a very public group. Um, mm-hmm. Cause obviously it's my, my Facebook and some of my accounts are a little bit more private because I can't always share about my adult children. Uh, absolutely. You learn that as, yes. as, as you get there, you, you know, it's not Is cute it? anymore. So I would definitely say the seven sisters Facebook group, cause I'm always there moderating, checking yeah. in. Um, and I, I hope to finish this devotion soon. It's just kind of my antidotes mixed in with some practice. Cause I'm always about practicality. What can I mm-hmm. do today to connect with my kids? What's yeah. one thing I can do to build this relationship or take a moment to look at me and how I need to change my response or just that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's not deep theological cause I'm not that deep person. I'm just not, that's not how God made me. I'm, but I'm very much, how do I live this out? How mm-hmm. do I walk this through? Yeah. And so it'll be kind of those here, do this today, you know, send your kid this text message or, you know, just kind of things like that for people to think about (laughs) little practical things that are encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, look for Stacy. Stacy's the rock star of the Facebook group and our Instagram. And so you look for her there. So, all right, well, we better wrap it up. So thank you, Stacy. And it's so nice. We're recording on zoom. So I see your face, even if we don't have the the video that will be up, but the audio will be. And so we'll enjoy re-listening to that. So, all right. Well, this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.